airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We are looking forward in the next segment. We're going to have our brother evangelist and president of Revival Fires Ministries on with us, Tim Todd. And we're talking um, Truth for Youth Bible Week all this Mm -hmm. week. Um, This is the major push that we make to get the Bible um, into the hands of teenagers. And and we'll talk to Tim about this, um, but I think he would agree that especially in the midst of everything that's going on, now more than ever, Christian kids have an opportunity to bring truth to a situation that, man, for many kids across this country, um, you know, I'll be careful in how I say this, but I think it remains to be seen what the emotional toll of COVID-19 measures, whether they're necessary or not. Mm -hmm. I think it remains to be seen the type of um, trauma that will be ongoing as a result of this. I, I don't think we yet know what we're doing to kids and, and, and not to go too far off, off script here. Yeah. Um, but we better be sure. Yeah. We better be sure that the measures we're taking, I'm talking States all across this country. Mm -hmm. We better be sure that those measures are necessary because there's a lot. I mean, I I'm reading stories. I'm, I'm, I'm reading posts from, you know, parents who are getting ready and gearing up and there's an incredible amount of confusion and, um, and, and, and frankly, fear, mm-hmm. you understand, mm-hmm. um, that parents are experiencing right now because they're looking ahead to, in some cases, what's uncertain, you know, they don't know what school is going to look like for their kids. In other cases, uh, they don't know if there, it's going to be school as they have known it. So other right. parents are exploring other options, which I say that this is an open door. Yeah. I actually uh, see I this agree. as an open door. I agree. Um, and then there are other kids who are going back with all kinds of, you know, mandates and restrictions in place. And yeah. I just I man, I'm hoping, I, you know, we have speculated. We've talked about a lot of different issues uh, or I, I should say topics or aspects. That's what I'm looking for. We've discussed a lot of different aspects of COVID-19 measures and, and you know, but this had better not be this had better not be political you know what i'm saying Mm. when you start talking about children and Mm -hmm. the type of trauma that exists you remember back to Mm 9-11 you remember how we learned that kids watching the news with their parents were being radically reshaped emotionally Mm. watching on loop people jump from buildings remember Mm -hmm. we we then learned our lesson that wait a minute Um, this isn't healthy for children to be exposed to that type of trauma. There was an incredible amount of fear that was born out of that. Um, And, and, you know, it was passed down from the parents, if you will, but really 
experienced by the parents and the kids together. Yeah. And so just look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like I, you know, no, you, and you're I mean, right. have you thought about that? You're right. And I, I'm thinking none of this had better be political. And I, I think about not only schools and, uh-huh. and the effects that it has had on, on children. And, you know, we know that even uh, there's a lot of abuse going on, you mm-hmm. know, um, right now, but also with churches, you know, oh, and on, also man. with uh, jobs like Yikes. for this to be. I hope it's not just just political or whatever, because mm-hmm. for it to be for it to be so, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's just pretty wicked. You know? Yeah, it, it's 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 wicked. And um, it. I think it is a form of mental or psychological terrorism. I really do. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to overstate that. I don't want to say that in a way that seems to incite people toward, you know, retaliation or anything like that. But I think, right. and we've talked about this before, the media exists in an incredible role and has an incredible amount of power that I think has been proven to be abused. In fact, we didn't get to the story yesterday mm-hmm. because we took a wonderful amount of calls, like which I enjoyed the conversation yeah. yesterday so yeah. much. I thought great. it was so great to hear from our listeners. Uh, but one of the stories that I wanted to get to was this story that's been making its rounds and people probably have, have seen it and heard about it at this point. Um, but I think it's one that is worth talking about. Um, this MSNBC producer who quit um, because news is liberal fake news like the mainstream media is 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 promulgating liberal fake news and and even describing um what is done as far as the mainstream media is concerned uh describing that as a cancer for which there is no cure Mm. now i want to think about that and i've got a couple stories here and we'll kind of we'll kind of piece this together because we're going to take a break and turn our focus back to the importance of the word of god you know if there's anybody who's going to be a proponent for the word of God having the answers that our kids are going to need. It's going to be the Addisons like that. We're going to be pushing for that. So make sure you keep listening because in the next segment, we will um, talk to Tim Todd and talk mm-hmm. about the importance of getting Bibles to our teenagers. But I just want to make a shift here as we talk about, um, you know, what's going on in the mainstream media and what we believe and remember. And and here's the thing. This is where for me, um, understanding how communication is to be shaped by people that work in different industries. This is where there was an internal conflict for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my background is in public relations and, you know, you start to learn that it is very powerful to be able to tell people um, what to think about. Yeah. You move away (laughs) from trying to tell people what to think, but telling people what to think about is as powerful and being able to shape the way people think about things And that's especially or exactly what the mainstream media have done. I mean, this this is um, this is sort of the you know, we've seen this ongoingly. But anyway, here is the story. Um, An MSNBC producer for Last Word with Lawrence O'Donnell left the network in dramatic fashion um, earlier this week, writing a harshly critical open letter on her personal website. And we'll get into some of that letter. The woman's name is uh, Ariana Peccary, I guess is how you would say the last name. But I was fascinated by this. And what I also wanted to do, and and we'll try to weave this in on the other side of the interview, um, is just kind of jog back. You know, after you <laughs> after you read stuff like this, you jog back and you start surveying some of these websites. There are websites I actually don't even visit anymore because I don't trust them. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. as far as news goes. Like I don't even go to the <laughs> I don't hmm. even go to their sites. 
Um, but I did. I found myself um, after reading this article, I found myself kind of jogging over to their websites and saying, let me look at it through this lens, which we it's already we didn't need this confirmation, but we're grateful. Right. Like, I mean, it's right. this is it's, so, you know, I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I'm seeing. I'm actually seeing. Anyway, here is what she wrote. Um, on her personal website, July twenty fourth was my last day at MSNBC. I don't know what I'm going to do next exactly, but I simply couldn't stay there anymore. My colleagues are very smart people with good intentions. The problem is the job itself. Mm. It forces skilled journalists to make bad decisions mm. on a daily basis. <laughs> Man. Wow. I'm I'm kind of at this point. <laughs> I'm kind of really glad her name is Ariana because I I feel like I can talk to her like we grew up in the same neighborhood. <laughs> Ariana, girl, I feel like I can say that. I feel like I can be like, girl, listen, um, we already knew. OK, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming forward. Yeah, anyway, this article it. from for, for confirming for us, this article from LifeSite News goes on. Uh, she then quoted an anonymous, successful and insightful TV veteran who said, quote, now, remember, successful and insightful TV veteran who said, quote, we are a cancer and there is no cure. But if you could find a cure, it would change the world. Can you imagine? Wow. Can you imagine? Like, this is OK. So let me continue on because I also I want to squeeze in as much <laughs> of this as I can. So, we, man, there's there's so much for us to be able to discuss as we go around this. And, and for everyone who is always shining up their tinfoil hats. They're like, you see, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you see scotch bright. We're ready. Here we go. <laughs> like we, we are already ready about this anyway, as it is this cancer, this article continues as it is, this cancer stokes national division, even in the middle of a civil rights crisis, um, the model blocks diversity of thought. Now listen, she's talking about the mainstream media and the model that they have employed to get information out or to keep information from you. Hmm. All right. So this model blocks diversity of thought and content because the networks have incentive to amplify fringe voices and events at the expense of others, all because it pumps up the ratings. This is what she's saying on a personal website. Hmm. This cancer risks human lives, even in the middle of a pandemic. The primary focus quickly becomes what Donald Trump was doing poorly to address the crisis rather than the science itself. Now, guys, think about wow. that. <laughs> I mean, I, man, you know, she, she didn't just back up uh, her she box. Yeah, okay. Like, and, you know, right. She kind of did Steve Martin, the jerk. I'm leaving. I'm taking this. I'm taking that. And I don't need anything but this snap. And then, of course, maybe this and this. Oh, and also to tell the world that you guys are a fraud. <laughs> right. And and by the way, I don't only speak for me at MSNBC. I speak for all of you guys. That's what that's what she did. She basically did a Steve Martin exit here. Right. <laughs> um, she says, as new details have become available about antibodies and vaccines on how COVID actually spreads, producers still want to focus on the politics. Mm. She says important facts or studies get buried. Let me jump down here. Context and factual data are often considered too cumbersome for the audience. In other words, they're they're not smart yeah, enough. Yeah, they're not going to understand this. These people are not bright enough yeah. for that. In fact, I'll go a wow. step. Well, let me. I'll continue in her words here because she goes as far as you need to go. Really, <laughs> maybe not. It's Mika you're talking about. I can go <laughs> a step further. There's a lot of there's a lot of complaint in there that's very common uh, to critiques of cable news that it thrives on hot talk 
and mm-hmm. doesn't qualify as news. It qualifies as ideological reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Man, she hit this out of the park. We already knew this, though, people. Right. Right. We already knew this, though, that there are networks who do not tell you the truth. They tell you what they want you to believe and mm-hmm. receive as truth. Furthermore, they tell you what reinforces what they've already been telling you so that you've adopted it. Right. So so I would I would this is where I would go a step further. Right. Um A lot of people think that they come to these news outlets with their own ideologies and some of them do, but really those ideologies have already been shaped. Yeah. They've already been shaped. They've already been massaged. They've already been. And then they go to these networks and then those ideologies are reinforced. (laughs) And this, and this is what she's saying simply. Occasionally the producers back to the article, occasionally the producers will choose to do a topic or story without regard for how they think it will rate. But that is the exception, not the rule. Wow. Due to the simple structure of the industry, the desire to charge more money for commercials, as well as the ratings bonuses that top tier mm. decision makers earn, they always relapse into their old profitable programming habits. Now, listen to this. I understand that the journalistic process is largely subjective and any group of individuals may justify a different set of priorities on any given day. Therefore, it's particularly notable to me. For one, she says that nearly every rundown at the network basically is the same hour after hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, they use this subjective nature of the news to justify economically beneficial decisions. Now listen to this, and this is where the rubber hits the road hard. I've even heard producers deny their role as journalists. A very capable senior producer once said, listen very closely, everybody lean in. A very capable senior producer once said, our viewers don't really consider us the news. They come to us for comfort. Hmm. They don't consider us the news. <laughs> they come to us for comfort. Tell us what we already know. Tell us what we'd like to hear. But again, I'm going to go a step further than Ariana. Tell us what you think we can process. Tell us what you think we ought to hear. Tell us what you find comforting. And we're eating this up, as we used to say, big cooking spoon. Eating <laughs> this up, right? This is the news today. Man. It's reprehensible. On the other side of our interview with Tim, Tim Todd, we're going to talk about some of the headlines that reflect this. Hmm. One in particular that we have to look at. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Just give me Jesus. Amen to that. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's great to be with you today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and it's Unspoken with Just Give Me Jesus. Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and we appreciate her. Our guest is on Tim Todd, evangelist and president of Revival Fires International. And we are talking Truth for Youth Bible Week. This is an exciting time Mm -hmm. here at American Family Radio. Um, And certainly for the Addison's, we are convinced 
that there is nothing that is happening in culture. There is nothing that's going on in our personal lives that the Bible does not speak to. Amen. And so to be able to get the Bibles into hands or to get the Bible into hands of teenagers is vital. And yes. I was suggesting in the first uh, segment, Will, um, especially in the time that we're in now, that's right. Um, I guess we could get some of our brother Tim Todd's uh, take on that as well. Tim, God bless you. God bless you too, Mickey and Will. Good to be with you today. Oh yeah, it's it's always great to 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 hear from you. Your mm -hmm. voice is so familiar to all of us. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's one of those and and I think it's also a comfort to our listeners. We know that this means a powerful, impactful time is on the way. And so uh we look forward to that. But for some of our listeners who maybe they're they're tuned in for the first time and they've been hearing some of the spots and maybe haven't heard some of the interviews, give us a little bit of a background on the Truth for Youth Bible Week and how this came about and um what you've seen the Lord do over the years. You know, it's amazing, Mickey and Will. When we started all of this project, I approached Tim Wildman and Buddy Smith and uh, Don Wildman with the concept. We had a Bible that uh, the Lord had, Holy Spirit had laid in my heart to design for young people. It consists of the entire New Testament in the God's Word translation, along with mm -hmm. several uh, comic stories, graphic novels that deal with the truth, a hundred pages in the front section that deal with the truth about things that young people are confronted with on a daily basis. And you know, mm -hmm. Mickey and Will, we, we do the hard hitting, important issues like mm -hmm. sexual mm -hmm. purity, mm -hmm. things like what the Bible says about homosexuality and what the word of God says about abortion and witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And we deal with the mm -hmm. truth about things like pornography and drugs and drunkenness and peer pressure. And we also deal with things like cutting and sexting and bullying and suicide mm -hmm. and honor and many, many other things. And those full color graphic novels in the front section draw the young people into these stories. They're full of the uh, word of God as well as the plan of salvation in each one of the stories. And then it brings them from there to the entire New Testament that it is coupled with. It is a magnificent tool. And I approached Buddy and Tim and Don with the concept of putting these Bibles into the hands, partnering with American Family Radio for us to put these Bibles into the hands of young people mm -hmm. across America that are Christians who would commit to give the Bibles to their friends in school that are not saved. Yeah. As a mm -hmm. result of this, over the past 19 years, and of course now, uh, Mickey and Will, this is the 20th year, mm. we have given away in this project more than one million Bibles to young people wow. across America. Oh, and awesome. uh, we have seen, we have received in excess of 25,000 decision cards mm. from young people that have given their heart to the Lord for the very first time as a direct result of getting a copy of this Bible. And of course, that decision card is in the front section right after they finish the comic stories and the Holy Spirit is dealing with them. Then they have a, a an area where they can find out how to give their life to the Lord again, because we do incorporate the plan of salvation in, into each one of those stories. But then a, a one more hit from the Holy Spirit, they find out how to get saved. And by the love of God and the love of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the moving of the Holy Spirit draws them to a place of repentance. And Amen. we've had so many pe young people give their life to the Lord. And we're so excited about this being the 20th year wow. in wow. 2020. You know, there's prophetic wow. yeah. significance to that. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Yeah, well, you, I'm, 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 oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, sorry. you know, everything that's happening, 
you know, within our uh, country right now and the, and the schools are about to open. And I, I would say if we have Christian uh, students in school, they have to participate in, in stuff like this because, yeah. you know, um, there's so much that they're being bombarded with on a daily basis, you know, but to be able to uh, be able to give a Bible, you know, to other students and be a witness for Christ, man, we have to do that type of work in, yeah, not uh, in our schools. Amen. Absolutely. You know, it, in, in fact, if you will let me uh, uh, say this, it's, you know, I found out and I've got four children of my own and they're all raised. Thank God they're out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I know that I found out there's three ways to influence young people. Here it is. By example, by example, and by example. <laughs> whatever they see us emulate, whatever they see us emulate, they will strive for that. And mm -hmm. for the past several weeks, the politically correct, the liberal mm -hmm. news media, the liberal politicians have been setting an ungodly example for our young people that rebellion against authority, mm -hmm. racial mm -hmm. division, anarchy, violence in mm -hmm. the streets of this great nation, it's not only acceptable, but it has been embraced by authoritative uh, uh, people in our country. And mm. this godless example of violence and anarchy has the likelihood of spilling over into our already troubled public school systems among our youth. And right now, people are searching for the solution. They're searching for the answer. We know that for the chaos of COVID-19, for the mm -hmm. anarchy in the streets of our nation, Jesus is the only solution. He is the only answer. That's why I believe that this year, the National Truth Youth Bible Week on American Family Radio is the absolute most important year that we have ever conducted this project. And mm -hmm. so that's why I believe it's important for us to get the word of God into the hands of our Christian young people. If we want to reach America and bring America back to God, and we do, I'm convinced we must reach a generation of young people. And that's what yes. this project is all about. Let me say this at this point, because our listeners right now are dialed in and uh, wondering how they can participate. So let me just say that there are two ways that you can be a part of this. And also, let me just stipulate that this is for uh, young people between the ages of 13 and 18 who promise to pass along this Bible. This mm -hmm. Bible is free for them. They've got to pass it along to another student and the spirit of God will lead them. They Amen. will know Amen. who they're to give it to. They will know. I mean, listen, why can't we have Phillips among us, right? No. Who know exactly right. how to follow the Lord's leading Amen. and show up and be where they need to be at that appointed time with the word of God. Amen. And so there are two ways for um, our listeners to participate in this. If you've got a young person between the ages of 13 and 18, they can anytime go online and visit truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com. Or if you're more comfortable calling, then between the hours of 8 a.m. and 4.30 4 p.m. Central, you can go, you can dial 800-733-4737. I'm going to give that number again, 800-733-4737. You know, Brother Tim, we say so often that we are sending our kids out. And I think parents think of their kids in certainly a public school setting. They think of their kids as salt and light. And they think of their kids maybe in some regards as missionaries. But I think these types of opportunities shine a light and tell us if that's true. Do mm. we really believe that our kids have been dispatched or 
Are they just being indoctrinated? Are they just being kind of given the truth, quote unquote, that um, the rest of the world is being fed? And, mm. and I, I say truth in quotes, right. understand what I mean, right? Yes. Um, yes. But this is an opportunity. Talk about yeah. how impactful and how powerful it is. And even over the last 20 years, what you've seen the Lord do through the distribution of his word. It's amazing because with this being the 20th year, year mm-hmm. 2020, the 20th mm-hmm. year for the Truth View wow. Bible Project. And of course, prophetically, the number 20 in the Bible, it symbolizes redemption. And we're seeing the redemption for the souls of thousands of teenagers that are getting saved as a result of getting a copy of the Truth View Bible. This will inspire your listeners. I had a a, a young man from Gina, Louisiana, which American Family Radio is on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what the, it's it's short, but it's a powerful testimony. Says, Dear Brother Todd, on American Family Radio, I got a copy of the Truth View Bible and I gave it away at school. I gave the Bible to a friend that I knew was not saved, and he never lets me speak to him about the Lord. But when, he, when I gave him the Truth Youth Bible, he immediately sat down, read the comics cover to cover four times. Hmm. He called me at home and said this Bible opened his eyes, and he couldn't go any further without giving his life to Jesus Christ. Wow. He got saved right then and there. Thank you for the Truth Youth Bible. Sincerely, Josh. What's wow. happening there? The Praise seed... God of the word of God, Luke chapter eight, verse eight, some seed fell in good soil and produced a hundredfold harvest in return. The seed of the word of God is being planted into the hands and then the hearts of young people all across America in a harvest field. My goodness, we kicked God out of our schools in 1962 and then the word of God in 1963. Now the young people are getting the word of God back in school and we're seeing young people like Josh that are giving their hearts to the Lord. Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, it says that the seed is the word of God. So as the seed of God's word is going forth, we know because God honors his word. It will not return void, but it will accomplish what God desires to do. Amen. Mm. Amen. And so if you've got a teenager between the ages of 13 and 18, they can pick up a free Bible. um, And if they promise to give that Bible away, they will be led by the spirit of God. And they will give that Bible away to the person that the Lord has appointed. We have, man, we have got to understand that those of us who are the children of God, we are led by the spirit of God. And so if your child has come to faith, then your child is led by the spirit of God. There are no grandchildren, right? <laughs> like they are Amen. the, the Amen. children of God. Amen. And so they're led by the spirit of God. And let me give you again, two ways that you can get the Bible. Either you can call or your teenager can call or go online at any point. If you want to go online, truthforyouth.com is where you're going to go. Truthforyouth.com. You can do that anytime. But if you're more comfortable calling, then you're going to be able to do that 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Central Time. And that number is 800-733-4737. Brother Tim, let me just say this. I have um, I have talked about this on the show. Will and I have discussed this together and I've said, you know, I, I hope that I'm not right. Um, and what I what I perceive is on the horizon. But I have seen an opportunity um, that I think the enemy of our soul is attempting to seize as it pertains to our kids. So I'm quite concerned about what the school environment will look like. I know that there are radicals 
who are attempting to design uh, various curricula that will infiltrate the schools and that really will compete for the knowledge of the gospel and truth. Mm -hmm. And so this is really an opportunity for kids to be able to stand boldly and also to evangelize. I'm wondering if this is something that you've been considering and you've already kind of alluded to it, just watching what's happening um, culturally. The threat is real that this would infiltrate our schools. Oh, yes, absolutely. And of course, you know, the Mickey and Will, the, the violence in our public school systems over the past 20 plus years has just been devastating for, for our young people. And now, in addition to this, many of our young people and, and their families, as a result of what they're seeing, the divisive atmosphere in our nation right now, it has been cultivated by the godless mm -hmm. for the potential of the very same mayhem taking place among young people in our schools across America. And because, again, like I said, when we started the conversation, young people learn by example. And the example yeah. that has been set by many of the leaders in our nation that that uh, this uh, vandalizing and uh, rioting is is uh, uh, being accepted and embraced. And so we believe that what we can do is the very same thing, except we're shining light in the darkness Amen. And so by giving the word of God away, and of course, my family has been, and I'm sure that y'all have, have uh, been doing the very same thing, but we have been praying Psalm mm -hmm. 91 over our family every day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Psalm 91 and verse four, this applies to our young people. It says, his truth is your shield and armor. You don't need to fear terrors of the night or errors that Amen. fly during the day plagues that roam the dark, epidemics that strike at noon. They will not come near you, even though a thousand may fall dead beside you or 10,000 at your right side. They will not come near you. I'm speaking that over the young people in the public school systems of America as Christian young people take the light of the gospel and shine it in the darkness and take mm. back what the devil has stolen. I believe that we're going to invade the devil's territory this school year with the Truth For Youth Bible. And, and I believe that this is the most important time for us to get the word of God into the hands of young people and offer them hope Amen. in the middle of the chaos. And thank God for the young people that are standing up for their for God on their school campuses. Amen. Amen. If, if, if people want to just buy the Bibles, like a case or things like that, can they could they do that? Could they get like a case of Bibles? Yes. Yes, they can, Will. In fact, I pay $2 for every one of these Bibles that we give away. I pay $2 for mm -hmm. that Bible. If if people get a case mm -hmm. of 50 Bibles or more, they can have them at my cost, only $2 mm -hmm. each. And if they get less than a case, they can get them for only $3 each. And Will, we encourage uh, pastors and youth pastors and parents and grandparents to, on a larger scale, to get quantities of these Bibles, provide them for a youth group in your in your church, mm -hmm. uh, provide them for a uh, uh, for your school Bible club. And it makes mm -hmm. a tremendous evangelism outreach. Amen. Amen. Tim Todd, evangelist and president of Revival Fires International. We're talking Truth For Youth Bible Week again, truthforyouth.com. You can order the Bible that you promised to give away if you're between the ages of 13 and 18. Or if you're in ministry and you want to order, you want to order a case, you can get them at Brother Tim Todd's cost. So truthforyouth.com or you can call between the hours of 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. 
We've got to grab the break. We'll be right back after this. I've heard producers deny their role as journalists. A very capable senior producer once said, our viewers don't really consider us news. They come to us for comfort. Those are the words from the personal website of Ariana Peccary, who uh, once upon a time worked at uh, MSNBC as a producer. She started out in radio, Hmm. um, in fact, uh, public radio. So she, I guess, brought with her originally to MSNBC this conviction that, you know, news is news and, and people need to be able to decide and, and need to, you know, um, but she quickly learned that that's not, <laughs> that's not how any of this works. She didn't know what she was I doing? Unfriend you. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> I mean. It's that, Will, or it is um, she thought she could change it. You know what I mean? You know how people think that's yeah. not going to be me. Yeah. You know, like you start out, you're making your way in the world today takes everything you got. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what her, I don't know what her deal was, um, but I think she's just, she had all she could stand and she can't stand anymore. And right. so she she left, but not before pulling the pin out of the grenade and saying, this is why I'm leaving. Right, and I think right. at this point, you know, this is where all of the mainstream media outlets have to have this sort of um, moment of reflection and um, and let me just say, uh, having been a part of that meeting, I was in the meeting with all of the networks where they had this moment of reflection. And I can tell you what they decided. We're ignoring it. <laughs> they decided. Ignoring it. Sound like Sam Witt. Mm-hmm. Uh, ignoring it. Um, they just decided, you know what, we're not. We're going to do what we do with issues like this. We are not going to validate it. We're going to act as if it didn't happen, as if it's not any big deal. But the reason, by the way, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. Mm-hmm. And I'm Will Nels, Toby Mack with I Just Need You. Yes. Um, and in light of the current uh, context, um, to tell the truth. We just need people to tell the truth mm-hmm. and uh, report the news. We've been saying this for a very, very long time. Um, in fact, when AFR Talks started, I guess about 10 years ago, I, I think of things in terms of uh, children, what number we were on. And at the point that we started AFR talk. We just had kid number three. That's hmm. about 10 years ago. Um, that was our response to this. Like the response was, hold on a second, man. There's, there is a need for more information to get out. There is a need for more, for greater access, not less. And, um, and here we go. You know, we have seen a rapid decline in the last decade. I mean, just so fast, but I think what's probably more alarming to me is that this has been so normalized in our culture that people have really just come to accept it. And I think in some instances, um, Ariana Peccary is right that people have just, they they have just accepted what is presented to them. Mm-hmm. So they go to these news outlets for comfort. 
They, they go there just to have confirmed what they wish is true, what they hope is true. And, and, and that largely based on what they have been told is true. So now keep mm. that in mind, this, this MSNBC producer who walked away from her job saying she can't be a part of the sham anymore. Basically, I can't be, she's basically saying I can't be a part of fake news. You know what that does for everybody who tried to say that the president was attacking media? Like that the president, you know, this <laughs> For real. It's like, Pick this is why. one of your favorite <laughs> memes of the president right now with that I told you so face and just put that in your brain. That's that's the president Man. saying, I already said. Uh, like he's, I already told you. We've been over it, you know. Um, but think about this. And this is a great piece that's over at the Daily Signal. It's written by Mark Hemingway, who's a senior writer at Re- Real Clear Investigations. And um, he wrote this piece that I thought, whoa, really fits in nicely with this revelation. And again, this is wanted to bring this to you yesterday. And so I'm just I'm holding it over to today because I think it's so important. But the article is peaceful riots <laughs> with a question mark. With a question mark. <laughs> yes. Peaceful riots. I mean, oxymoron. It's, yes. Yes. It's so it is. so. But but now think about this. That's what we have been hearing. And this falls squarely in the category of what Ariana Peccary was saying, right? Like you just tell people what you think they can handle, tell people what we think comforts them. And so if it comforts people, and I would say probably even more sinister than this, Will, is that it advances an agenda, Mm -hmm. right? It keeps moving the ball forward. It keeps moving um, these ideologies forward. And so that's what you do. But this is the article. And I'm going to share a little bit of it here because and it's not funny, you know. It's not. It's it, it's not funny. Um, but there's something humorous about. I, I would say us already knowing that this is happening. Mm-hmm. You, do you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. what I find myself like as I'm reading this. I'm going. It's like really not really news. You know, it's like yes, it's like yes. something that everybody already. They may not want. Some people may not want to admit it. Yes, but I think it's glaring. And for her yes. to, to to say this is just someone from that you know that's associated with it, like just confirming, like everybody. And so knows. that becomes the only thing that makes it news, right? Because there yeah, is something about it. It's like it's she's not saying news, something. but then it's news. Yeah, yeah. For right? her to step away and then to say this is why and and lay out all those reasons and what's going on, I guess that's that's the news. But it's like everybody knows that, but now you have someone com- confirming it. You know that yes. that was in it. So yes, and and so it gives us the opportunity to say aha. <laughs> right. But but really, I don't. But, but, but again, like, I don't even think we needed it. I yeah. think everybody was already there. You, right. We right. we we were already we were already watching the man pull the levers. The little puppy Toto had already pulled the curtain, <laughs> and so we were already there's nobody back here. No, nobody can know how. We already knew that, right? So, but anyway, here is this article: peaceful riots, mm-hmm. journalism bows to the woke mob. Now, again, think of think of this in light of Ariana Peccary's piece Mm -hmm. on her own personal website where she says, basically, I've had all I can take. I can't take any more. We are not providing a service for people. And and basically, it seems like her conscience got the better of her, that what she realizes that she was a part of something that that, that kind of sets her apart. Now, look, and let me say, (laughs) I I don't know where she is. (laughs) <laughs> but if somebody could reach her with the gospel come right on, now, I'm, I am so serious because <laughs> look, if you can come out of that den, okay, I'm talking, look, 
MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, A- whatever, uh, all the other ones. CBS, How many? Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, if you can come out of that with a conscience, like th- there, I'm. You need to encounter a Philip. There's a there. You need to have a moment <laughs> where somebody helps you. Dead serious right now. You need to have a moment where somebody helps you put in perspective what's happening inside you. Hmm. Do you know that that there there are those moments that being led by the spirit of God, you can find yourself in exactly the right place to meet someone that the Lord has already been working on. Mm -hmm. And so for her to come out of this context, I know it sounds a little bit comical, but for her to come out of this context and still have a conscience in place, um, (laughs) she might need to hear the gospel, you know, again, maybe. I don't know. So here's the article. Peaceful riots with a question mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, the idea of peaceful riots would have seemed absurd. But the American media is nothing if not inventive these days. Now, again, Ariana Peccari's piece firmly tucked in the back of our minds so that as we read this, we understand that we're not crazy. All right. Earlier this week, according to this article, earlier this week, ABC News reported protesters in California set fire to a courthouse, damaged a police station and assaulted officers after, watch this, a peaceful demonstration intensified. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) (laughs) What in my kid didn't break your window with his baseball world? Is that you understand what I'm saying? Like your window crashed into my kid's ball, right? Like my kid's ball didn't crash into your window. Like that's that's the kind of mind play that's been coming from the American media. And and you see it, man, it is it's everywhere you look and you try to. And, and I'll tell you, here's what I've wondered. I've wondered if people are willing to put in the work to get the full story. Mm-hmm. I really think our listeners are. I really do. I think if people are listening to American Family Radio, I think that they are putting in the work to get the full story, that they're digging for it, and so that they're not deceived that these have been peaceful protests or peaceful demonstrations that intensify. But look at this. Um, there's a legal scholar, Eugene Volka, I guess is how you would say his last name. And I thought this was so, this was, you know, this was comedic here Mm -hmm. but he said he's trying to understand how this terminology would work in the real world okay and this is what he says he says quote you're being charged with an intensified peaceful demonstration in the second degree how do you plead (laughs) 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 an intensified peaceful demonstration but that's the kind of information that we're being fed indeed the media's commitment to tempering their description of violent riots sweeping the nation as quote mostly peaceful is relentless. Mm. And that particular phrase, mostly peaceful has become the media's cliche. Now, you know what would have been great right here would have been like, and I didn't think about it, but it would have been a montage of all the different times that they said these mostly peaceful displays, Mm -hmm. mostly peaceful demonstrators, mostly peaceful protests. Right. But it's the part that doesn't make it into the most that they also don't report. Right. 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 Like it's it's the part that is excluded from the mostly peaceful that they tell you it's mostly peaceful, but they also don't tell you what's not peaceful about it. Right. They don't they obscure the truth. 
And so I'm going to tell you, I really think, I really think that this works in favor and, and the mainstream media think that they are, you know, working to their own advantage. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say this, if they were really smart, they would recognize that they're working against their own interests. I think this works in favor of the president's reelection. I really do. It's crazy. I, I remember seeing a clip of a reporter saying, uh, talking about it being a peaceful uh, demonstration and behind him, a building was burning. Man, you remember? <laughs> I, I'm like, wait, bro. Hold on. Listen. I mean, the and, the building behind you in the shot mostly. is burning. <laughs> you know? And they, they bashed in like the CNN um, building, but they still were saying like, you know, mostly these demonstrators peaceful. have been mostly peaceful. What? Now, and... And, and so but now here's the thing. And, and this is pointed out in this article. So I'm not going to take credit uh, for this because this is this is really insightful. Now, imagine if the media did the same thing with law enforcement, mm. mostly peaceful, <laughs> law abiding law enforcement. But there are a few who have done this mm. and have done that. What if they No, but they won't because that doesn't wow. serve their interest. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the only the only solution the only way that we can move past this is that we abolish law enforcement, right? But not the same thing said about these riots, not the same thing said about this, uh, this takeover that's happening in American cities, right? Mm. And, and, and here's the thing. I think that we have got to be discerning. And, and again, and I think uh, our brother Tim Todd kind of touched on this. This is happening big picture. But when this stuff starts to kind of boil down and, and, and cook down, it does affect kids. Mm. This I, I see this sentiment. I see this um, infiltrating schools in a way that I think, I think certain episodes of violence will be normalized yeah. and will be accepted. And I think one of the reasons for that is going to be because it's already been normalized and accepted in the larger culture. Um, bullying. Right. Uh, intimidating, threatening. What's your narrative? What's your position on this issue? Yeah. What do you think? Um, you know, imagine. And again, and I, you know, I want to be very careful here with how far we allow our imaginations to go. But like, you know, maybe you have a class of kids who decides we're not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. This is what we've already seen some students uh, decide they're not standing. Mm -hmm. for the Pledge of Allegiance in schools, right? And so what if that becomes that becomes their sort of athletic defiance? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. just think about that. These are the kinds of things I think about. And then you've got the kid who's like, well, I'm still going to stand. I'm, <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm still, I'm, you know, I don't understand why this has to be a thing. You know, does that kid find himself or herself in a situation where they are protected by the teachers in that classroom? Where their their right to stand, if that's even something that's commonly done, I don't know. It's been a long time yeah, since I've been in the classroom, <laughs> but I know a few years ago there was a student who was like refusing to stand for the pledge of allegiance, and like that was, you know, I I just don't know, and I'm, I'm yeah. concerned that we have been so conditioned that the culture largely is going toward their. There are justified instances of violence, yeah. right? Yeah. Like there's, there is, there are legitimate and justifiable instances where you can threaten or you can intimidate or mm. you can bully or whatever. Mm. Uh, 
we're out of time. But tomorrow, I want to drill down um, with this story of, of an LGBTQ activist group that published the names of female athletes with the intent to harass them and invite others to harass them because they were asking the NCAA to protect women's sports. Mm, that wow. kind of bullying, that kind of threatening, doxing people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, yeah. we're out of time for today. Thanks so much for listening. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.